race car. I declare bankruptcy. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Depression. Isn't that just a fancy word for feeling bummed out? Dwight, you ignorant slut. Not only the years we've been at war, but from the moment as a child when we realized that the world could be conquered. You're listening to Great Scott, The Office Podcast. My name is Jay Ray. With me is my desk mate, the man of the hour, the guy who has a slight wet mark on the chest of his shirt, Jacob. <laughs> I, I got out of the shower not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, All right. So, how you been? Oh, man. It was a, I had a vacation this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was, I mean, generally, it was relaxing. There were some oddities here and there. There was some familial drama. There was some uh, too much driving. There was a suspended license for a couple days. There was a wedding. There was some nausea, maybe some poop problems. All in all, pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Let's get all the crap out of the way. Remember, Broken Jars Broadcasting. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Broken Jars. If you um, want to support us another way, there's going to be a banner down in the show notes. Uh, we are now aligned with Drive Through RPG for all your role-playing needs. So, uh, what, are, what, are, what, is, what is that? Uh, they sell everything a lot in a lot of digital content. So you can download like PDFs of, huh. you know, five E content. They sell official content. They sell unofficial content and all that stuff. And they also like people will sell like they'll make like magic like spell cards that you can buy a deck of. And okay, yeah, they got so much stuff there. So do they ahead. have an office module? I looked. <laughs> there is not one. So maybe I'll have to write one. But All right. I'm on it. It'll yeah, be so. as timely as our bi-weekly podcast is. <laughs> yeah. So check them out. You know, buy some stuff and we'll, we'll, we get a little bit of it. So And it lets us keep doing what we do. Right. It helps. All this money goes back into things like server costs and upgrading equipment. <clears throat> uh, I, I will say, side note, for what it's worth, one thing I have been doing for the past five weeks is I was trying to grow a beard, Jacob. Five weeks, didn't shave anything. I had to give up uh, the day of the wedding. I was like, this is stupid. Uh, it's just nothing. There's like a whole empty patch right here. Just nothing connects to nothing. My jawline is stupid. It's like my neck or it's my high cheek. It was just, I was like, I'm getting older. I'm getting hair in weird ass places. Maybe, maybe. Jeebus, Christmas, maybe. I can grow a beard finally. Well, look, nope. at the, look, at, look at the bright side. Most most people who can't grow beards keep their the top of their top of their head hair longer. That is unimportant to me. I could have a great big bushy beard and I could wear a, a wig or a toupee. <laughs> you can't fake facial hair, man. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's hard to fake. I get whatever this crazy thing is, but it also similarly doesn't want to connect to nothing. I get a decent soul patch if I just shaved everything else. Just, it's very difficult. It's been a big uh, sticking point in my life in terms of how manly can I possibly be. The answer, not so manly. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about facial hair. At least not yet. I was, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, we're here to talk about The Office. We are butts deep into season nine. Oh, and yes, our- this is episode 69. Hey, oh. 
So if you're playing the uh, drinking game at home, just kidding. There is Which no drinking game, game is that? Like how many sexual references we make per show? I mean, not for nothing. The office does it for us. Those people are probably pretty crunk by the end of an episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so episode 69, season 9, episode 9, Dwight Christmas, directed by Charles McDougall, written by Robert Padnick. Yeah, there's no cold open in this one. So we just come up with Jim and he's freaked out about his first day at athlete which is the next day yes right so which is kind of weird to start in the middle of the week yeah yeah i mean i guess because they're a startup too their own schedule is a little weird i guess yeah it could be when he goes down there like that's a whole setup you know Mm. like there's a lot that they had already put into this company before jim even gets there right uh so it must feel weird for him you know Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. So he's leaving. Well, he's leaving today, the day of this episode, uh, to get there for his big day tomorrow, and um, he's hoping for some good night of restless sleep. Yeah, and, and nervous vomiting. Yep. And he's busting uh, Pam's chops about like, ha, Pam, um, what shirt should he bring? He already packed, but there's a particular blue shirt mm-hmm. uh, that he's concerned about, and we find out from Dwight that it gives him turkey neck. Uh, old mop handle. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he looks like an old mop handle. <laughs> he's like, really? He looks at Pam, and she's like, yeah, yeah kind of crazy. Yeah, um, but we start to see some animosity from Dwight directed at Jim, specifically regarding Philadelphia and mm-hmm. his trip. Right. Right. And yeah, he's not thrilled about it, and so he's like, yeah, you know, your new sports job in Philly, whatever. And yeah. <laughs> Jim's like, you know. Sports, but not Phil. The end of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the city that loves Adolf. Yep. Um, and uh, so that kind of just sets the tone for what their interactions mm-hmm. are going to be throughout this episode. And really, kind of, it's probably the first episode in a while that really delves into their friendship. Right. And this is kind of when you see like there's something like there, there there's a bigger bond there at least on Dwight's end with Jim than, you know, than there has been in the past. You know, he actually cares what Jim thinks. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of uh it's almost like a little brother thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so that's going on, but we find out that today would be the day for a Christmas party. Right. Aaron just like checks the calendar and it's like, Oh, it's Christmas. And everyone starts getting on Angela because you know, she's the head of the party planning committee. Yeah. Yep, she's and, like, yeah. Yeah, Dwight's all like, uh, why don't we do Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas? Um, so, and Jim loves that idea for some reason. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, it includes all types of things, including a uh, German mythical creature. The name is Um So Angela decides to have like this emergency party planning committee meeting where uh, Pam gives Jim her promise that she will push for the Belschnickel party. Right. And it's, there's this great thing, like, cause, um, Phyllis says that, you know, we can just go get some stuff, some liquor and some mini cupcakes is one of the great Kevin lines, like mini cupcakes, which are just a miniature, uh, a miniature version of a cake. It's like, where does it stop with you people? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Creed, Goes in for it's Creed, right? Who does this weird tapas? Tapas, yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, what's not to get? Spanish tapas and Swissmas. <laughs> Which is funny because it's, he's mishearing Meredith asking for topless Christmas, I think. Right. Uh, which uh, would not be her first in this office, <laughs> at least during the time of the show. Um, I mean, on both sides of the aisle, there's very few of those people I think you'd want to see topless. Of that aisle or the whole the, office? The whole, I mean, I'm saying of, of like the topless, like men and women of the, on the topless aisle. Oh, I see. In I the see. office, like there's only like three or four of them. You're like, mm. you wouldn't be like mess, like one actually want to see topless. Yeah. Yep. Nope. You're right. That's not something I'd be excited for. <laughs> um, what's Glenn Pickle? So the Jib says, he's like, what about, you know, this and the Glenn Pickle dude and something else like in the Hufflepuffs. <laughs> Oh, oh, right, right, right. He's just misunderstanding everything that Dwight's talking about for this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the side story here is that um, there's a misquote of Die Hard done and Pete is quick to fix it, right? Right. Um, and we find out that he is a Die Hard, Die Hard fan. Right. And was dared as a child to memorize the entire movie, of which he had no problems doing so. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, this prompts a conversation between him and Aaron that she's never seen Die Hard. Right. And, oh, no, so what prompted it is uh, Pete said something about how he hopes German terrorists don't show oh, up. right, right, yeah. And then him and, and Kevin start going back and forth with different different uh, quotes from the movie. And this but is, what, this yeah. is like a, a Michael Schuer thing. Mm. I feel like every ep- every show that he's really a part of has had some kind of diehard reference. Like Jake in Brooklyn Nine-Nine is huge about it. Yeah. Um, is it Michael Schur? I thought it was Ken Schur. Maybe it's Michael. I don't know. Who's Ken? There's a Ken somewhere. It's part of the production team. I don't know. All right, forget it. Yes, Jake Peralta loves Die Hard. Um, well, you know, I think... Well, it makes sense definitely for Brooklyn because it's a cop show. Right. Uh, but... Die Hard being a Christmas movie often brings, you know, a lot of opportunities for quoting, mm-hmm. but it's just a staple. It's a um, great movie. It's a, yeah. like as about as classic as an action movie as you can get. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah. So then now we have this adventure of Aaron looking at a script mm-hmm. with Pete going along and giving lines throughout this episode. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Whoops. Almost dropped my soda. Okay. Um, so Daryl is upset. Um, because he was promised a couple episodes that he would be given an opportunity to work at athlete as well. Right. You know, when Jim's packing up and scheduling his time out of there, and I guess he's never brought it up to Daryl again. So Daryl's under the impression that he's been forgotten. Right. He keeps like pride of like, what, what else could you have forgotten to pack or Mm -hmm. forgot to do before you leave? Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to be real cute about it. And it's just kind of awkward, but Jim's got a lot on his plate and he's just Mm -hmm. not bringing it. So yeah, we get all this fun stuff for Dwight Christmas, like the Glovine, yeah. uh, which is used to sterilize farming equipment or something. Mm-hmm. So it is highly, highly alcoholic. Uh-huh. Nice. Hogma, which is stuffed pig stomach. Yes, uh, which is different than what Kevin hears later on in the episode, which is hog mama, <laughs> which for some reason was better to eat. And once he finds out it's hogma. What is right. ma? Yeah. There's this great Dwight quote where he's going out to dress up for to be Belschnickel. He's like, I've got to go take my, I've got to go out to my car and take a dump. And Kevin's just like, I really wish my car had a bathroom. Yeah. It's a great Kevin episode now that we're really? like, listing it out like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, 
really good quotable lines in this episode. Yeah. Like, a lot more than I, I realized would be in there. Yeah. Um, so Dwight shows up as Bell Schnickel, and uh, people don't believe it's real, but Oscar wikis it or whatever. It goes on to explain, and people are like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwight gives them crap about believing the internet. And uh, they read they're gonna, on. They're going to believe the, like, when some Democrat looks it up on the internet, yeah, but you yeah. won't believe me. Yeah. Um, but they keep reading, and they find out about a character named uh, Black Pete, right? Or It's Something. like a. Because Belschnickel's not real, right? Is this like a, a Krampus thing? Belschnickel is, is a form of Santa Claus. From really? yeah, uh, like his dark, like so in that mythos, he's basically their Santa Claus. And Black Pete or whatever the kid dude's name was is like an elf. Oh, Zwarte Pete Piet. Yeah, so that's that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Um... Because he looks like Krampus also, but it is different because you're right. It's a little bit more Santa-y than demon-y. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's in that part of Europe, that you know, German area, uh, it's their version of Santa. Got it. Well, Nate's dressed up, blackface. He gets a text that <laughs> turns right around. I, I mean, you know, not for nothing. I mean, have you watched 30 Rock? like an episode there there are two instances where a white character does blackface and it's not as offensively done as nate is here because nate is full on like you know disney time caricature terribleness (laughs) um yeah so that that i only bring that up could say this felt rougher even though 30 rock did it twice i what i you know so he oscar reads it off and stanley's like i don't think so and then Dwight's like turns around, is like, "Oh, we don't hold to everything that's outdated." Like text Nate, to, like not come in. Yeah, is like the freaking departed covert T nine texting. <laughs> um, so Daryl ends up getting mad drunk. Yeah, because he like yeah he gets like a spiked punch bowl in his office. <laughs> right, but there's also another scene, which this is the first time I've caught it, to where like he is he drank down with glow wine and after dwight says the party's over they go out and get more booze right just dumping some kind of i'm guessing vodka clear clear liquor of some kind into the glow vine so he drank like a probably like a fifth of vodka yeah um so he and he's just getting angrier he's getting more upset a little less clear-headed and um so that that will come to a head near the end here a real buddy yeah yeah um pete and aaron are diving deeper into die hard when aaron receives an email mm-hmm. from andy essentially saying that they've landed right and he's enjoying his time and he needs to take more time like weeks maybe yeah um, a couple of weeks which we end up finding out is what ends up being like another eight weeks because it's yeah. supposed to be 10 days down there so it ended well, up being about another eight weeks yeah and i think we'll cover it in another episode but there's another thing too about like him having had abilities to contact her yeah and he just doesn't i think it's once he's on the island but still like this eight weeks i guess generally goes in silence right 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 yeah that's um it's the episode when he comes back mm-hmm. he talks about how he's been communicating with david Wallace the entire time but mm-hmm. then yeah she has the blow up and like sure you retweeted me a lot but like all this other stuff yeah yeah and there's um, some kind of i mean we don't, I don't know exactly how, but we do know he did have some form of internet connection on the boat, but he did lose his laptop. So maybe that's why he couldn't email her while he was actually on the boat because he did a Skype call from the boat. 
Yeah, I mean, for whatever it's worth, that that laptop must have been tethered to something. So he must have had a cell phone on him. Right. Hotspot. I mean, hotspots exist. So maybe he just had one of those in their device. In the ocean? Sure. <laughs> sure. You white people have all types of crazy technologies you don't share with the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, ocean. I guess it could be like satellite internet. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, so... Dwight uh, introduces the next part of his party, which is to play a game called um, Impish or Admirable. Right. And Jim's all like, you mean Naughty or Nice? Yeah. <laughs> Tries to do his best to like... Did you have a list? Did yeah. you check it twice? Yeah. So uh, we have these very nice bowls that Phyllis very much wants mm-hmm. that are just used to receive your gift. Right. And, and we go around the, uh, the circle here. So Phyllis right. is Admirable. Mm-hmm. And she gets what bands for uh, like uh, canning, yeah, yeah. like uh, basically seals so that they're, that they're, that they're airtight. Yeah, but it's just the elastic, right? Yeah. yeah. So she's got to go butt find her own cans. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> She'd rather the bowls. <laughs> part of the He's like, no, the bowls are reset. Yeah. Uh, Oscar is impish, mostly because he gets the a nod from Angela, who's been torturing Oscar like yeah. quietly. And we see more of it. Yeah. There's this whole thing where like. Oscar, Angela says something. Oh, yeah. She's like, don't quit picking on me. And Oscar's like, oh, yeah, don't pick on her. It's not the right thing to do. And he's like, I never knew how many opinions that of Angela's I liked. Yeah, yeah. So he gets hit with the, with the, with like the, the thing fist or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think Dwight gives Pam's kids mousetraps. He's like, for the kinder or whatever. Yeah. So we never actually find out if Pam is good or bad, but her kids definitely get a <laughs> nice treat. Um, Stanley gets a slingshot, and here is where the poop hits the fan. Get some PTSD flashbacks from the evil snowball fight that was happening. Yeah. Um, but it's time. Jim starts to leave, says goodbye, says he's enjoyed his time, and Dwight starts mm-hmm. to put up a little bit of a fit. Right. Um, which results in him saying he will now deem Jim bish or admirable. And beats the shit out of him. Yep, yep. Just, just hardcore. Well past the point of fun or teasing. I mean, Oscar didn't look like he enjoyed being hit, so I don't think there was a fun version of this. But he goes hard. Well, yeah, he definitely just like hauls and just really cranks it. Yeah, it's like five or six. Like he only hit Oscar once. Yeah, but he like really cranks it on Jim. Right. And then he like super. Well, we see. So he goes out and. Jim says to Pam, thanks for this was a great last Christmas. And I don't think Dwight could hear him, but you could definitely tell by Pam's body language she wasn't happy. So he yeah. gets really pissed off. Is that what you think it was? You think Dwight was reading Pam's reaction? Unless he could read the lips. Well, I, I thought uh, I thought he was just reacting on his own. Like his friend is leaving. He was doing this thing because Jim seemed excited. Yeah, so he's upset, and Pam's upset because of her own reasons to be upset. You know? Right, and I think because of the relationship that him and Dwight and Pam have, yeah, which she gets upset, he's protective. Okay, I, I mean, never read it that way, but yeah, it could be. Well, I don't think it's all her, but I think that's part of it. Like he doesn't like that he he doesn't like that Jim is going, and he can tell that she doesn't like Jim is going. So Jim going is bad. Either way, gets the crap right. beat out of him. He ends up in the cab, and he is on his way. Mm-hmm. So Daryl's still mad. Uh, 
Aaron is so at now with the email and with the diehard and everything that's going on with Aaron and Pete, Aaron is like, let's just watch the movie. Pete says, I probably have a copy in his car. We then see them watching the movie. He must have had a copy in his car. Well, uh, I mean, maybe, but when, when did this, what year was this? Like 2012? Uh, stand by. I do think I, don't know, I watched something where they said 20. Uh, yeah, 2012, December 6th. I mean, they could have easily, like, you know, online stream rental movie streaming was a thing in 2012. Easily could have just found it online. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're in, I think they're in Amy's office. They are. That's the first time um, I've noticed where they were actually were. Yeah, and they're watching it sitting where guests sit. Right. They must have either had a laptop or a DVD player or whatever playing it so they could watch. And um, Plop makes a bit of a move, right? Does the old shoulder counting technique. Well, what happens is like, we, so we see the end of the movie where John McCain, John McCain, John McCain. <laughs> jumps off the building and he's like, she, uh, she starts crying and says, do you think Andy would do that for me? And Pete's like, sure, right. totally do that for you. And she gets really upset and pulls in real tight to him yeah. it's like look i still have a boyfriend but then she just lets him cuddle and yeah yeah she's like you don't have to move your arm yeah because yeah. he put it around her to like you know right. give her the yeah. aaron i really like aaron generally but there's a lot of these weird moments where like i don't understand what they're going for you know like i don't think it would be wrong for them to have made it clear that aaron was okay with like moving on in this moment but instead they play her in this way where she's like standing by Andy still, but then like teasing along plop. Right. You know, it, it's it's not bad. It's just weird. I just feel like it's low and consistent. They should have just picked one way. Mm. That's just me. Whatevs. Um it creates drama for when he gets back. So Yeah, well it was going to anyways though, right? Because he doesn't know that she's feeling upset. Right. But the plop thing. I just don't like plop. That's what's in here. All right. So Jim shows up. He comes back. He's mm-hmm. returned. Finds out just gives his big old hug. Yeah, cuts right in front of Pam. Mm-hmm. Hugs him deep. Um, find out there's a bus actually tomorrow at 5 a.m., so that would be fine. Yeah. Daryl is like, you know what? Meredith's kind of cute. Kind of got this Emma Stone thing going on. <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible. Um, Dwight pulls out the pig rib so that they can play the uh, the old pig rib game, which essentially is a turkey uh, wishbone. Yeah, it's wishbone, yeah, but, but with uh, a much sturdier piece of bone. And much larger. And it rips, and there's blood, like marrow everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, it gets co- Phyllis gets covered. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, um, Daryl approaches Jim in a manner similar to Roy about the sock his face. Um, but Jim cuts him off, not knowing what's going on with Daryl, being like, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. I convinced everybody to give you an interview. That's great, right? He's like, I've been meaning to tell you. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Uh, so Daryl decides to change his mood, actually makes him kind of happy, does a bit of a Michael Jackson spin before passing out onto the entire snack table. <laughs> that is one of the underrated things about this show is they when they do physical comedy, it yeah, they go land yeah. really, really. Yeah, hard. like Andy doing parkour, right? You just land right. garbage can or whatever. Parkour. Um, so the one thing we skipped over, because there's not really much to say, but Nellie ends up getting trapped by Toby to talk about the Scranton Strangler. Right. And she tries to, you know, say, oh, I think they're singing, or I think the party's starting, or this or that. And Toby's just going on and on. As we know, Toby feels like the wrong man has gone to prison. Right. And uh, 
the only way Nellie can get out of it is by shushing him, which Toby reads as a like a pass. Right. And they end up kissing. And at first she doesn't seem into it, but then she kind of embraces it across the fridge. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm not I'm not sure. But this does kind of lead uh, or Toby thinks that she's into him. Yeah. yeah. Halloween she dressed as Toby. Right. Uh, you know, and now she kisses him on, you know, Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. This is a fast budding romance. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's about the whole bag of crap for it. <laughs> that's this episode. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you think? Uh, it's all right. You know, I gave it a three point five out of five. Ho ho hoes from Die Hard. Nice, nice. Uh, uh yeah. But you know it's a good episode. It's one that's all in the office, which we don't haven't seen a lot of recently. Yeah, so that's yeah. been that was nice. Good Jim Dwight character development. You know, um, then we start to see the Aaron and Pete thing going. So I liked it. It's like I said earlier, it's really quotable, which I wasn't expecting. Like I didn't realize how many lines were from this episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm close. I'm a three out of five. I got nowhere. I never prepped them. I don't know. A little behind the scenes. <laughs> Jacob writes the notes. Does a lot of detailed note taking. He sends it to me two hours before the show. I show up. I pull up the office Wikipedia page. And we just go. I've watched. He's watched. But he's prepared. At the end of his notes, he writes the episodes previous, you know, beforehand. He's ready. And he shows up. I always try to ask him first so that I have time to think of a word. Didn't think of a word this time, folks. All right? I, it's out there now. Damn it. So three out of five. That's what I give it. Some things. Yeah. No, but yeah, it was. it's fun. I mean, the Belschnickel stuff is fun. Um, yeah. I it's think, probably a weaker Christmas episode for me. Yeah, I was about to say, I think if it wasn't a Christmas episode, I would most people would think of it more fondly. Yeah. But, I mean, since really the Christmas episodes are some of the best episodes in the entire series. Yep. So it all automatically gets ranked up against those other Christmas episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, it just doesn't really stand. Because, yeah. I mean, really, it's because it's too much is going on. It's not yeah. enough focus on the Christmas yeah. aspect. Because it's never going to beat Benny Hunt Christmas. It's never going to beat, you know... Uh, the classic Christmas is classic Christmas is one from season two. Yeah, I forget what that was. I think like it's probably one of the first Christmas party or something, right? I think it's just Christmas party. Yeah, the OG. All right, so that's that. Next episode, final episode of the evening, Lice, uh, season nine, episode ten, directed by Rodman Flender and written by Nikki Schwartz Wright. I feel like these are first time contributors i feel like we've seen flender yeah that one does sound yeah okay anyway um so we open up and they're talking nba basketball eastern conference basketball between kevin and daryl and jim and well jim is an idiot because they thought the sixers were going to be good they were never going to be good that year uh but he bites his lip which yeah one of the worst like like it's minimal but it's so annoying. Yeah, I got to say, I don't know if I've ever bitten my... I bit my tongue. I bite the inside of my cheek a lot. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, he, I mean, he bites his lip and it becomes a thing. It's swollen. Every time he talks, he bites his lip again. Mm-hmm. It's this terrible thing. And I, I was just like, I don't relate. <laughs> I just oh, wish I just he bit another part of his body. your cheek. 
Yeah, I know, but it's like weird because he's like it's so emphasized here, and I was like, yeah. that is like one place I've never been, and I have a hole in it already. You know, you feel like I'd be prone to. It. Um, and he storms off. <laughs> Tells him he's going home for the day. He's like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. He bites his lip again. He's like, yeah. all right, that's it, Pam. I'm going home. So uh, the episode starts, and Pam is looking disheveled. Right. Um, she essentially is managing the kids alone. Her mom is helping out a bit because uh, Jim is staying for a longer period of time in Philly to like get the ball rolling. Objects. Right. Well, it's it seemed like it was kind of a week on week off kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Right. The, the, that's the like impression the first week. Yeah. Yeah. And she's having a tough time. Yeah. But because she's awesome and she's trying to save Jim from worrying about what's happening at home. She's putting on a brave face. She's saying all the positive things, mm-hmm. letting Jim really focus on his stressful work. But right. his stressful work environment are limo rides to NBA Hall of Famer, private basketballs. Right. Dr. J. Uh, but yeah, so it comes out that Cece has lice. And the reason she looks so tired is because she basically didn't sleep the night before. Right. And uh, so she's all tired. Uh, and like it's weird like at the beginning of the episode because there's been this building weird hate between meredith and jim and pam either the way she talks about them is like oh they're like the, you know pr- you know the princesses whatever right. and right so i guess they they she sees them as too highfalutin for her now right that's the word meredith would use yeah and uh yeah so there's just some animosity or whatever which as the episode progresses will put pam and meredith directly again mm-hmm in a battle of wills. It's sort of like a really small C storyline is Daryl and Val break up. I mean, this is, this is the dumbest thing Daryl's done, right? Well, if, if he thinks it's going nowhere and he thinks he's going to be moving to Philly, he should have dumped her. First of all, this is like Michael selling his condo. He's (laughs) jumping the gun, right? You don't go end in relationships before you've even had your interview. Next, could Daryl do better than Val? He seems to be a bit of a mess up, you know? I mean, now he's a manager of the warehouse or whatever, but he's missed some opportunities. He is not on a great relationship with his ex-wife. Doesn't see his kid all the time. And even then, that's sometimes tense. You know, he does his best. I'm not judging. But, you know, he's not at his high point. This lady comes on. She's got her head on her shoulders. She leaves her boyfriend for him. You know, give or take. Not not actuality, but you do. You get it. And uh, he just kicks her to the curb or convinces her to kick him to the curb. I mean... That he he got he goofed up. Oh, that might be true, but he yeah. goofed, and not for nothing. But who who do you, no one wants to date anybody from Philadelphia <laughs> ever. Philly's trash. Yeah, if you're from Philadelphia and you're listening to this and you're offended, good. <laughs> Go to the nearest mirror and take a look at yourself. Okay, you've made choices and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on. So. Uh, yeah. Da, da, da. Okay. So Aaron has had lice like 22 times. Uh, so when Meredith starts scratching her head like an ape, um, mm-hmm. there is cause for alarm. So she goes to Aaron and Aaron uses her expertise and notifies Yes, There seems to be an entire lice nest. In- yeah. Um, yeah. And when Aaron's describing how she's so good at identifying lice, it's like very sad, but just passed off as nothing. But like everybody in the office is aware. Yeah, she's like, she's like between orphanages and foster homes, and, and everybody's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I did feel bad for, for yeah. Aaron. Um, but 
we know, as you said, Pam is the one who brought the lice in because her kids have the lice and she got the lice from her kids and she's infected people, but she's trying to keep that on the DL because when people started to blame Meredith, they're all like, that makes sense. Even though she defended Meredith. Yeah, and then she has all these opportunities to like correct people and doesn't. And uh, so it ends up that Nellie, Daryl, and Kevin don't have lice. And Dwight, who is... And Dwight. Yeah, he stays with the lice storyline, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they have to go to like a remote office, which is just a bench downstairs in the warehouse. Right. Um, While Dwight puts on a hazmat suit, which stands for Hazardous Materials Men's Suiting Wear, um, while he tries to deal with the light situation. (laughs) And so everyone's kind of ragging on Meredith, and he's like, this is not one of your beanbag orgies. Yeah. Like, that is a highly specific comment. Like, like where where did she get the idea for a beanbag orgy? Yeah, I mean, I gotta imagine she's just thinking of things that are like, oh, poor people have beanbags, and Meredith's poor, and <laughs> she's orgy material. <laughs> yeah, there's just a couple of times where Mer- or no, Mer- Angela gets really specific with an example. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what have you done, woman? <laughs> yeah, well, because like. She's she's the one who says uh, someone looks like someone took the slow train to Philly. Right. Is that a real phrase? Did we ever look that up? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, because like Angela just seems to have a lot of like weird preconceived notions of things and sayings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you looking it up? Yeah, it, it's from the office. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So maybe beanbag orgy is just the thing her mother used to say. <laughs> just like don't <laughs> hang out with those kids in their beanbag orgies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. So Dwight has, Dwight has this great line, sort of a throwaway. Is like, if you if you rip one more than four times a year, it just makes sense to buy one about yeah. his hazmat. Suit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Dwight starts to like quarantine things and section people off, and they end up having like a, a seminar or a little meeting about how they can deal with this lice epidemic that they've got. Um, Oscar's particularly grossed out about the whole thing. He's clean, OCD, washes his hands six times a day, he says. Yeah. <laughs> Uses toilet seat covers even even when he pees. <laughs> even when he stands up and pees, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, Dwight wants everyone to put lye on their head. Right. It would be painful. Yes, I believe it burns. If um, if Fight Club is any, there's any realism to Fight Club. Well, I know lye do- goes into soap. My mom used to make goat milk yeah. soap and would use lye. Well, that's what they were making in Fight Club. Also, goat milk soap? Mm-hmm. That's what you said? Goat milk soap, yeah. Where'd you get the goat milk? Well, my parents used to have 30 acres in Oklahoma, and they had goats. Where'd they get the lie? They had to buy it separately? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Add it to the Jacob Ingalls podcast, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. <laughs> we really need a Todd. Yeah, we do. Um, all right, so Daryl, Nelly, Kevin downstairs, and um, Daryl, for whatever reason, is really leaning into the Val breaking up with him. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. It seems like an odd move. Maybe he just thinks they – maybe he just wants to make Val feel bad or maybe. something. Yeah, but it, it it is his behavior that causes Nelly and the team to, like, let's try to get Val back. Right, and that is – like that is all on Daryl. Yeah, right. Because if he was just like, "Oh, it makes sense. I'm an adult about it. Whatever." But he's like crying. Stupid, stupid Daryl times two. Um, yeah. Let's see. Flash- okay, so yeah. yeah, flashback to Philly. Yeah. Uh, Jim gets a limo ride that he lies about. He's like, "Oh, the taxi is here." Yeah. So we see a couple uh, 
lies from Jim in this episode about like what he's doing. Well, he's lying in the same way Pam is lying because Pam is trying to make it sound like everything's fine so Jim can focus up and Jim is trying to dumb down how much fun he's having because he knows how much not fun Pam is having. Right, right. I mean, I get why they're doing yeah. it. I just think it's dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah. and again, knowing how hard Pam is working on her end with mm-hmm. the lice and the shavings of heads or whatever and like Jim not being there for her in that way. Right. Can, yeah, that's that's what's done. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing. It's there's already been a beginning, but now we are rapidly moving toward this big conflict that they are going to have about this. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is like really when it ramps up because you know up until now it's just been theory for them, but now it's reality. Right. Right. So um, yeah. Uh, so back in the lice office, um, Meredith ends up shaving her own head. She doesn't really fight that she may or may not have. Well, she even know. says, I, th- I think they migrated from down south. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it was uh, weird is like, where'd she get the clippers? It seems like an odd thing to have in an office. Well, I'll say she's got a minivan. And when I had a minivan, I just had all types of things in there. I had sternos. I had drumsticks. You know, I had a duffel bag. Don't ask what was in the duffel bag. Was it a spud gun that could shoot at 60... Uh, Feet per second? I wish. It would have really come in handy one day. <laughs> we were, we, we started the office back over again. So, yeah. Season two. Yeah. Um, so they decide that um, instead of lie, they're going to go with mayo. Aaron has experience mm-hmm. with using mayo against lice and apparently it's suffocating. Um, so Meredith walks in and she's totally bald. She's actually also waxed her head, if I recall right. She was microwaving wax. So she is like cue ball city. Um, so uh, apparently it doesn't work as fast as she said. Okay. It does work. So, uh, massage mayonnaise into your hair and cover it with the shower cap before you go to sleep. Wash out in the morning and use a fine comb to comb out any dead eggs. If you uh, repeat seven to 10 days later. So it sounds more like, I don't, yeah, I don't eat mayo. So having it either. even grosser. Like the only time I'll even come close to mayo is in like deviled eggs. Oh, I mean, sometimes if it's like a like a lemon mayo lightly spread on a grilled chicken, that sounds nice. But like people like glob on that. It is a very uh, white person thing. Yeah. Well, in Britain, they apparently dip. Is it Britain? I don't know. My wife dips her fries in. It's fine. She likes it. Just throws a wrench into everything all the time because I have to ask for mayo regardless of what I do. Stressful. Uh, at me. least, at least you always know you will have proper grounds for divorce if it ever comes up because that is a divorceable action, right there. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not adding fuel to the fire here. I've <laughs> got a much longer list, so I don't want to start calculating tallies as to who would leave who. Like I, I know, uh, I know my wife already has one because, like, I, I, I despise ranch. Like, yeah. I think it's one of the grossest things in the world. I mean, I think it's a positive she's a she likes sauces and dipping and condiments and i don't so that means everything in the fridge is hers to use yeah there you go that's a plus that's why we work so well together don't divorce me darling it's the it's the olive theory from uh, how i met your mother yeah yeah exactly right (laughs) um so and and the the funny part about this mayo pitch is that like it's less chemicals it's organic or whatever and then oscar goes i only shop local produce or whatever free range So they start pairing off and Creed tries to pair off with Aaron and she's like, no, I'm already paired with Pete. And so it ends up that she got that Pam gets stuck with Creed. Right. He's like, Oh God, the weirdo. Yeah. Um, right. So really just shaping up to be a bad day for Pam. Mm-hmm. 
So she motions the mayo into his hair, and he does not return the favor. He said it's too gross. Yeah, it was... It's too messy or something. Yeah, it looks a little uneven or whatever. And so Aaron and Pam are doing the... Not Pam. That would be interesting to see. Aaron and Pete... (laughs) Add it to the Jacob podcast, Todd. Uh, Aaron and Pete are like doing it to each other. Well, they're not doing it to each other. <laughs> they're they putting mayo in each other. They're reciprocating mayo spreading. Uh, and they're, they're really flirty and like playing yeah. and goofing off and being a cute young couple. Yep. Yep. Like at this point, uh-huh. yeah, she's pretty like, I think in her heart, she knows she's going to dump Andy, but but can't yet yeah i mean part of what makes me so upset about andy here and i know a couple episodes i said i wouldn't bring it up but too bad suck it (laughs) it's our show um was that like he goes through so much trouble to get her back right like he leaves fiance it's this long trip down to tallahassee or whatever he ends up essentially losing his job to nelly over it for like a long time um which turn which it's this whole spiral and then it's all for naught you know he craps out the job. He loses the girl. And I know maybe that's some character progress or whatever, but I'm so blind with rage the whole time that I can't see what the hell it is. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, he, and this is what really, when the stuff happened with his dad, who we always looked up to and always wanted his appreciate, you know, approval and all that crap, then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, this, you know, his entire worldview is gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he was a dick to Nelly in a way that he was never mean. He was angry, you know? Right. And, yeah. But see, like, he's got his just, his entire worldview is shot. Everything he's ever done was for somebody else, never for him. And so when that thing is gone, that, that sort of North Star that's been ruling his life is gone, he doesn't know what to do. I mean, Aaron's got to be one of the hottest folks in the office, and he's just throwing that away. He doesn't have a social life. Some people are dumb. That's what I'm saying. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Mic drop. See you next week, bitches. We don't always do rational things. I only do rational things. That's it. I've never done anything irrational. Sure. Thank well, you. We decided to sign up for a three-year-long-plus podcast. <laughs> See, the thing about that was I didn't do the math. Also, we started out doing four episodes per show. We right. Made- so it was going to be – it was supposed to be a year at first. Yeah. yeah. And here we are basically on the age of retirement still talking about the office. All right. Anyway, sidetracked. Uh, yeah. So Daryl, they, they've basically convinced Val to take Daryl back. Yeah. Right. And there's this whole thing where like Nelly is just in her face. Like the men are going to dry up and the nights get lonely and you stalk your friend, your ex-boyfriend on the internet and you go to his girl's soccer games and make a scene and all yeah. this other stuff. I'm like, Wow. Nelly's had a tragic backstory. Yeah, yeah. But you got the impression of that when she first showed up. You know? Right, with the magicians and the mm-hmm. box of shame and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but really, the piece de resistance at the end of this is as they leave, Kevin asks Val out, knowing that she's single. Right. Um, and that's just like... Yeah, it's a little bit of a reality. Her. Yeah, realizing like what is out there. It's not this exciting pool of many men who could be suitable suitors. It's a bunch of Kevins. Well, and another thing about like the breakup... Like she did say she was hoping to move up to a higher class of of man, yeah, after Daryl, so me like yeah, Daryl probably did some stuff to push her away, but it sounds like she didn't really think all that much of him anyway, you know, yeah, I mean, well, he says 
his grand tactic for getting someone to break up with you, right, was like to make a joke at some point saying, what, are you going to break up with me and then gain a lot of weight? Right. Maybe you should just don't like fat people. Well, he's never been small. <laughs> that's true. Um, so that, sorry, everyone bears up. Yep, we talked about that. That won't do that, that, that. Yeah, there we go. So Pam's mom calls. Right. Pam has been forced to mayo her own head, which she's doing at her desk, and she gets a phone call, answers it on speaker. It's Mama Beasley. Right. And she says something about CC having lice. Yep, and everybody knows. And she's <laughs> well, well, There's this great thing for Meredith when she's just like, she read. <laughs> she's so mad. Honestly, if you like really watch that scene, like the, that actress, like Katie Flannery or whatever, like she's cr- she's going to crack. If yeah. that camera held on her for another second, she would have burst out laughing for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's this whole thing, and then she kind of ends up like, she kind of pity parties her way out of it, you know? Because mm-hmm. like everybody knows. Right. Know Jim's not around, and they know what she's been going through, and it's whatever. And like, it's- There's this whole thing where Dwight had accidentally cut open his hazmat suit. Yeah. He was holed up in Andy's office with the... Um, Bug bomb or whatever. Bomb, but he's also got the his megaphone yeah. positioned outside on a chair while he's talking into it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he he kind of like takes goes against Pam. He's like, Well, you kind of did, Pam. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, Does that thing have a volume? He's like, Yes. <laughs> and for whatever reason, he well, he has the insect bomb, so he's gonna bomb the, the whole office. The whole office. Right, right. And he drops it. Yeah, he pulls the pin too early. Like he pulls the pin while he's explaining it, and then yeah, he drops it, and the thing immediately goes off. Which I'm pretty sure if he had stayed in there, which is implied, he probably yeah. would have died. Yeah, I'm sure. He'd already like taken like the top half of the hazmat suit off. Yep, yep, yep. No, and, so like, well. and there's like hallucinogenic effects. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, countdown from ten, ten, nine, yellow, sad." <laughs> purple and then falls out and it was like oh good it got to purple <laughs> like yeah. like for some reason getting to purple is the sign that he's going to be okay yeah yep <laughs> um back in philly uh dr j is trying to like relive some famous plays appointing jim as kareem abdul jabbar but for what like she says you're kareem and then jim just stands there totally fine the whole point was that dr j scored on kareem it right like, it's one of the most famous like I don't think yeah. he dunked it, but it's a very famous play. Well, that was the thing too. Yeah, it looks just like a layup, also. Right. Well, Dr. J used to be one of the best jumpers in the like history of right. NBA, and, and Cream was tall, like seven foot two. Right. So he's going so up for cool. a layup, and Cream jumps to block it, and so he comes around the back of the backboard and does a layup on the other side. Right. Right. So that's. Yeah. If you're wondering what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is doing, check out season four of Veronica Mars on Hulu because he wrote an episode or two over there. Hmm. Yeah. Did so you know you Dr. J was an actual doctor? I did not. Yes, he had a, he had a degree in dentistry. There you go. Did you know that there is a dentist professional wrestler named Dr. Britt Baker? I did not. She's also a dentist. <laughs> Dentists seem to have a lot more free time, I guess. Yeah, well, and it's not nearly as crippling debt load as yeah. medical school yeah. is. Um, all right, so Pam's frizzy hair. Jacob thinks it's cute. Meredith it's takes cute. sympathy on Pam. I mean, Pam, Jenna Fisher is an adorable lady. Yeah, but you've, like, even in the earlier seasons, like her hair 
I mean, it's not as put together as it is now, but like you never see just like poof. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, because this is all post mayo wash now, right? Right. Yeah. And the blow dried or whatever shit. Yeah, there's this scene um, where like Pete's taking off his shirt and Aaron's just like eye fucking him. Oh, there it is, explicit tag. Uh, yes, but she seems to be into the shirtless Pete thing. Well, he's got the wife beater on. Who doesn't love a wife beater? <laughs> Not for nothing, he probably wears a wife beater because of John McClane, just in case. Just in case he's got to start crawling through the ducks. Exactly. He's like, well, I can't do this in a shirt. It's got to be a wife beater. Uh, <coughs> is the wife beater the preferred term over the uh, other? I don't. Like, it's been so long since I've heard what they're actually called that I've forgotten what they're called. Yeah, I thought they were just like sleeveless undershirt. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like somebody email us so we know. But like, it has been so long since I've heard the the actual term for them, I've forgotten it. <laughs> um. So Meredith takes pity on Pam. She has this phone call with Jim, and Meredith sees that Pam is like lying and making everything sound better than it really is. Right. So she offers to uh, go out for a beer with Pam. Mm-hmm. Right. Let let Mama Beasley take over for another hour. They'll go get a brewski. Right. And there's yeah. this really nice scene between them two where Pam's like, you know, I never thought about how hard it would be to be a single mom. And like, I really respect you now. And there's this synergy there that's nice. Yeah. I mean, for whatever it's worth, I think the show is unclear about, like Meredith had two kids at some point. After that, we only ever see the one kid. Right. Because I think she says that her ex-husband took the good one, which was her daughter, I guess. Mm. Um, so we only, what's, what's this kid named? Spencer? I Couldn't tell you. Whatever it is. That's a trivia question for you. <laughs> there it is. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's a little bratty or whatever. I mean, he's better the last time we see him, even though he's a stripper. Uh, but he's more embarrassed of his mom. Oh, because we saw him in Family Portrait, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, not saying that to take anything away from Meredith if she only raised one kid, but Pam was dealing with the two, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, they're they're sharing stories, war stories, and they get to a point where they decide to do some karaoke and they do like the quintessential women song, you know, like feel good song after a shitty day. Uh, girls just want to have fun. Uh, so, do, you, do you have a go to karaoke song? I mean. I mean, Journey's always a good, don't stop believing, right? That's a classic. I mean, it happened recently on um, one of those talent shows, but tequila is a fun one if you feel like doing that for three minutes, just sitting there silently for (laughs) a minute and a half until you can say tequila. (laughs) Um, Also, Kiss from a Rose. Uh, Yeah, classic. Classic. Those are probably probably it. What, What do you got? Well, one, I don't do karaoke. I've done it once because I cannot sing at all, but... The one song I did do was Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, you got to appreciate the way they do karaoke in like uh, Asian countries because like you get a room. Right. It's a machine and a room and you're like with your friends or it's just two people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like you could really let loose like we do it in America at a bar so like perform in front of a bunch of strangers. Right. Have you, do you yeah. watch uh, Agretzko on Netflix? Oh, no, you've told me about it. I want to, but they yeah. do karaoke. Yeah, that's one of, like, the main things is, like, this girl's release. So it's supposed to be, like, so she's a little red panda. So she's coming off as this little tiny cute girl. But her release is doing karaoke death metal. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a fun show. Like, and the, well, it's the made episode, by the same people who make Hello Kitty, right? Yes. I think, yeah. I forget what that's called. Sanrio. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.
<laughs> we got there eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the end of it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Uh, I like this one. Uh, oh, wait, there, at the very end, like Dwight's going out to his car, all like oh, all yeah. the stuff. And he drops another bomb in his car. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's holding one or whatever. Well, you can see it. Yeah. Why did he pull the pin? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, presumably he's still under the influence of the previous bug bomb. So that, he's a little loopy. Yeah. So, in other words, Dwight should be dead. I mean, what's <laughs> funny is, like, I don't know if anybody's ever done one of these bug bombs, but other media has told me that it's like, you set it down and it does a stream of the gas that spreads. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, the bug bomb that Dwight has has this like instantaneous <laughs> room. It's like a real bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's, like, it's a damn grenade, is what yeah. it is. Like, right. like you're gonna throw it into like a you know the the roaches have like fortified the position, right. tr- made a trench in your house. <laughs> you know? well, there's a funny, note. Yeah. What's funny too is that these bug bombs are probably for like a certain amount of square footage. So Andy's office was certainly too small for it. Oh yeah. And the car is even more you know, too tight. And when my, my parent, I remember my parents doing it when I was younger, like one of them was good for like a typical three or four bedroom house. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's yeah, I, I, I like this one. It's funny. Um, you know, it is setting up the Jim Pam thing, but it, there's really, that's a and the Pete Aaron thing is, at this point, you're like, yeah, they're going to bone. I mean, that's right. pretty much where you are. But I gave this a 3.5 out of 5 hair lawyers, which is what Dwight called like, yes. hair lawyers. Yeah, I um, yeah, probably also just a little bit lower than you. So I'm going to go with another uh, 3 out of 5 shaver heads. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the, the, I think this run of episodes was, was fine. Yeah, and it's, I feel like, they're strong. They're getting stronger as the season progresses. Yeah. Some storylines over others. Like I'm, I'm really, Oh, cause we didn't even talk about it, but like Angela and Oscar end up getting paired up for this whole thing. So it's just like this hilarity of her, like slinging Mayo all over Oscar. And like hitting him in the head. And- yeah. She's trying to like rinse his hair or whatever. Um, so that relationship I think is funny. Um, Aaron and Plop is fine, but it still reminds me of Andy. So that upsets me. Jim and Pam is terrible. They could all suck it. <laughs> um, but like Nellie and Toby, re- I mean, really, it's like everybody but the main storylines. I think are really interesting. right. And it's like about time that they give these people so much to do. Again, Kevin was like all over these episodes, right? And so yeah, the big yeah, it's just you could even when you were watching this. I remember watching this the first time. You could tell they were winding down. Right, right, and because whatever like their big storylines were with like our main couples, like they had to pad that out. Right. Give these other people more to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, next week we'll have Suit Warehouse. So it's the return of uh, Dwight Jr. Mm-hmm. And we'll have Customer Loyalty, which is not ringing a bell at the moment. But um, uh, we're getting there, man. Yeah. I mean, this Customer Loyalty is when we get the 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 fourth wall break and the boom mic operator comforts Pam. Got it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's That's the big one there. Yeah, and what's terrible about that is like that's also when Jim and Pam kind of that that's like the onus of Brian coming out, right? Is because oh no no no, it's the it's the mural, it's the guy being a dick to her, right? Right. All right, cool. Well, we will be back. In, well, hopefully, back in two weeks. 
Fingers crossed. On the 11th of August. So again, brokenjars.xyz. You can catch me on Twitter at, at Jacob Ingalls. Um, you can catch my other podcast, uh, DMs Anonymous, where we talk about all things role-playing and being a dungeon master and all that good jazz. Yeah, focus on the game master stuff, guys. It's not other things, okay? Get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> he has a different podcast for that. Oh, yeah. Have I not talked about my BDSM podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's called Jacob Spanks. <laughs> <laughs> with an X. That's right. Yeah. It's just so you, right. Actually, that's see, that's your other podcast about you wearing undergarments that fight <laughs> your physique. All right. Anyways. Yep. That's it. Uh, follow me on Instagram. J A Y underscore underscore R E Y. I don't post it. So that's it. All righty. Well, appreciate y'all coming out and we'll catch you next time. Peace.